It's the roundtable on Dog Post. Dean Luggy joined by Fletcher Page this week, who was good enough to uh, join us. Fletcher, how was your week off? That was good. That was good. I've been on a, a tour of speed for the past week or so. You have. So, Tell us about your last two yeah. weeks. Well, I, I spent a weekend at Talladega. Uh, I, I saw some things, and uh, yeah, so you did. I'm sure. I saw. I, I, I didn't learn anything because I, I already knew everything no. uh, that I, that I saw. That's a uh, that's a common thing I've noticed with you. I just had a lot of things reinforced, but sometimes that's a good. Uh, and I picked up from Talladega, went to the Kentucky Derby. I, I was getting paid to be at the Derby, so. Um, I was good. Actually, I got paid a lot to be at the Kentucky Derby. It's the only sporting event I think I've ever been to that actually encourages you to drink and bet, which I actually didn't drink at the Derby. I drank a lot at Talladega. Mm. Um, but I did bet, and I hit the trifecta, uh, so that felt good. What is the trifecta? Why don't you explain to the listeners since we're all about explanations? Well, I, I did pick uh, the winner as well as second and third place finisher. Uh, so it, I ended up, the way that I did it was a $12 bet, and it cashed out $141. So that's not that much money, but at the way that my betting track record has been, uh, it felt good to finally get a win. And I had a very scientific way of, of doing this bet. So I had a feeling that Justify was going to win because Justify is the LeBron James of horses, according to everybody. And uh, the favorite has won now, what, four or five years in a row. So I bet that Justify would win, and then I picked four horses underneath to finish second or third, uh, betting on each of those four horses in second and third. I bet on Good Magic because I wrote a preview story for the Derby about Good Magic, and I had a good feeling about that horse uh, just simply because this trainer had a good feeling. Uh, and that's not really scientific. <laughs> and then Audible, uh, one of my good friends, John Hill, who covers Kentucky football, uh, he had written his preview story about Audible. So while I will say that anybody, you can get betting information um, in numerous ways from horses' name to watching workouts at Churchill Downs the week of, our scientific thing, uh, move was to go with the horses we had previewed, which we did know some about those horses, and then we threw two long shots in there as well, uh, which would have made our trifecta bet uh, payout go up more if those other two horses would have come in. But got to be happy with $141 at the Kentucky Derby. Um, so I had a good time. So when when are your federal taxes due on the the hundred dollar winning there? I won't be I won't be claiming that one. But you just claimed it on air. <laughs> well, they'll have to come get it from me. Whatever. <laughs> and the uh, on that. what is what did really Rudy Giuliani call the FBI the other day? What what are they now? Oh, what did man. he call? What did he call them? Dude, I gave up. I gave up Rudy Giuliani for Lent, <laughs> and I felt so. You ain't ever given up anything for. First of all, you never given anything up for Lent. First of all, it felt so good. I just kept doing it. So, yeah. Derby's fun, man. Derby's a lot of fun. I've covered. I've covered the Masters two years. Uh, this was my second Derby. I got to cover. You know, last year I was a nervous wreck. Uh, it's a. It's a big deal for us at the Louisville Courier Journal. Uh, we cover that thing from every angle. Uh, my assignment the past two years has been winning jockey, and I don't know if you remember last year, but I was captured on NBC chasing. Captured. Yeah. Captured like it's a still photo, and you're one of these clown photographers that we got to hear about. Well, I was in the Probably parade. drinks, uh, um, uh, what are they, uh, artisan coffee in the morning. 
God, give well, me a you, break, hey, Fletcher. I want to get my perk without all the toxins. So, yeah, I was I was in the frame on NBC chasing down the winning horse a year ago, um, and that it wasn't embarrassing to me. But I I did a lot of people ask me like, what exactly were you trying to do there? And nobody told me that there was a press conference after the race for the winning <laughs> jockey. And I was going to get my quotes, damn it. And I, and I ended up with a decent story because of it. So it's a t- for another time. But this year, I went. I just enjoyed myself. I didn't stress out. But I did go stand out. You did not stress out. Now, that I find hard to believe. I did, just I did not honest here. I didn't stress out one minute about the Derby this year. But I'll tell you what I did do is I went and stood out in a downpour for about 30 minutes before the race. Got completely soaked. My I had hair product just coming out everywhere, all over my yeah. all over my suit, you know. You realize where you're from, right? And you use hair product, man. <laughs> Dude, I got to do everything I can to help this. It's orange and it's going away. You look like a Fraggle Rock character. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my daughter gets so jacked for Fraggle Rock, man. She's got. I gotta. I gotta let her see you one of these days with your product. Oh my god! Can save me, but. Uh, it, it did dawn on me that it, it's when you man, I'll tell you what, I'm scared to death of these thorough, thoroughbreds. They you should freak, be. I am freaked out by them. I've been, I've been. We go to Keeneland a little. We live about ten minutes from Keeneland. I, I actually, my house is about fifteen minutes from where Justify was born, and we do a lot of things up here in Kentucky now that are around horses. And we before the Derby, I was standing in the paddock underneath, trying to stay out of the rain. And there was some horses that came by, and it scared the shit out of me. I mean, it, it, it's not like a, like I'm, I'm afraid, but it's just it puts a little – it really makes you stand up straight because these horses, um, first of all, they're very impressive. I mean, they are the Roquan Smith of specimens. But also, like Mendelssohn, the horse that came from overseas, that horse – I don't use this term lightly because I don't like the stigma of the term, word crazy. <laughs> that horse was bat shit crazy mm. in the paddock i mean it was scared to death and they confirmed that after the race his, his trainer said we were not prepared for one hundred seventy thousand people we weren't prepared for all the alcohol induced environment we really you i mean i know but you it's like going to church and not knowing they're going to sing them hymnals it'd be like going to church you're expecting something and not knowing it was communion so you kind of get thrown a little bit because yeah. now you're standing up you got to go up to the front but that's, that's how you, man. Boy, what kind of communion did y'all have? I know there's no Catholics up in the mountains up there, so I don't know what kind of communion y'all were doing going up to the front. I'm Methodist, so I'm Mountain uh, Catholic. Okay, you Mountain Catholic. Got it. Yeah, no, when that horse came by, you could see in his eyes, he was, he, it was a burning rage in that horse, and I was thinking, <laughs> I'm going to die today. That's what I was thinking. And I, every time I'm around those horses, I think that you know, it's not like I'm trembling or anything, but I just—it's mad respect. Man, those horses are. Who? People need to see that. It's not just that they need to go watch the race. They're really—they're really big, big creatures. Yeah, I, I mean, they, you can, they are big, big creatures. Well, you can see the veins, you know, in their in their the Chad Simmons special, in their haunches. And when that man, when they come by you, it really, it, I can't, I'll, I don't know that I'll ever get used to it. It, it takes my breath away. Oh, they're huge animals, man. I mean, I would be frightened of a horse if you didn't, if you kind of didn't know um, 
what you're dealing with there. It's a big old, it's a big creature, and it's and it's a fleet of foot. It's not like it's a hippopotamus. You know, Matt DeBerry and I talk quite a bit, talk too much about, you know, a, a bear versus a hippopotamus, which I don't really see how a hippopotamus would really stand a chance against a bear. Do you? What kind of bear? A, a non-grizzly bear. Is like, fight? Is water anywhere near him? I don't think. I don't think so. I think hippos cause more deaths of humans in the world oh, yeah? than any other animal. Look yeah, it up. but there's not. Well, okay, but that that would suggest, though. I mean, in the world, sure. In in mountainous regions of Georgia or Appalachia, no, no, because there's no hippos, are there? Or have I missed? Have I missed out? Uh, well, well, I wouldn't want to fight a hippo either. By the way, I think they're faster on land than you give them credit for. I don't doubt. I don't. I don't doubt that. Hey, look. Let me transition into you know, all this betting talk. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so the odds have changed a little bit here and there, but I do kind of. They've kind of settled into the odds to win the national championship for this coming year. Have settled into basically four teams, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But what I want to talk about first here is. Um, yeah, there are some odds out right now for someone to win the Heisman Trophy, and Jake Fromm is number five on that list. I'm going to also inform the audience that somehow Clemson has two quarterbacks on this list, uh, which is pretty pretty amazing. I think they might be the only team with two people uh, on the list, but I I could be um, I could be wrong there, but. Trevor Lawrence is listed at, uh, you know, if you bet a dollar, it would be a $3,500 payoff for him to win the uh, Heisman Trophy. Kelly Bryant, who is a guy that, I bet you, I wonder how many people in college football know who Kelly Bryant is. I'm serious, I'm serious, I'm not hating, I'm asking you seriously. Like in college football? or All right, just like a casual college football fan. Do, Do you think the casual college football fan knows who DeAndre Swift is? I don't think they do. I like to play a game called say two say more than one sentence about a player, and I don't think that the average fan could give you more than two sentences about Kelly Bryant. They could so, say, yeah, they could say who he is and what he does and where at. I don't even know if they could. I mean, like I think Kelly Bryant's number one problem is that he's not named Deshaun Watson. I mean, that, it's a stunning how uh, much he has been turded on. Um, here lately, actually, three, Clemson has three guys. They got this, the running back. Georgia has a couple with um, Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift. Penn State has a couple with um, Trace McSorley and uh, another guy. But the the interesting thing here is that um, Tua is the number three guy, only slightly behind two running backs from the Big Ten. Um, Tua and Jake Fromm, and we know this is a quarterback award. Those two guys are the top two quarterbacks. The two guys who one of them didn't even start the championship game, but you got you go from Tua to Jake, and then Khalil Tate at Arizona, who's a very good player but is not on a very good team. Jared Stidham, who I think is you know, you know, considering everything, and he's a quarterback, he's probably going to go in the first round next year, which is amazing. Uh, Justin Abair from Oregon, and then Trace McSorley at um, Penn State. Also, Will Greer, Charlotte native. Checks in uh, on the same level as Kelly Bryant, who is um, the quarterback at Clemson for for those keeping score at home. But 
is it is it interesting to you at all that Jake Fromm would be that high? I mean, he's not. There were several games where he didn't even have a hundred yards um, passing last year. I now, last year is last year is last year. I know that. I don't think that a quarterback for Georgia will win the Heisman with Kirby Smart as the coach. I agree. Well put. Or Alabama. I don't think an Alabama quarterback. I think. I think the path to success for these two teams, as we've stated, if you are the, if you have more power, more talent, and more skill, um, I see the, you see the path. It's the way that Alabama has built it, and Georgia's following in that. And I just don't see a quarterback gaining the amount of statistics needed, or moments even, uh, yeah, like a Baker exactly Mayfield right. or Deshaun Watson did. Hey, you know, I, I kind of overdid it there saying that Jake only had had several games under 100 yards. He had three games with 102 or fewer passing yards. So he really, I, he just played so well by the end of the season. From really the kind of the South Carolina game on, he played pretty well. But it is, you know, that's what the Heisman is this time of year. I mean, it's hard to believe it's already May. But it's curious to see those. Now, look, here's here's some other bets. Um, the odds to win the national championship. And I'll try to break these down for non-degenerates. So Alabama is a, <laughs> is a plus 225. Clemson, 550, plus 750 for Ohio State. And Georgia's at 800. Everybody else is double what Georgia is. So what exactly does that mean? Do you want to take a stab at this before I before I... Explain what those mean. No, you go ahead. I'm I'm looking at Baker Mayfield stats, and I just don't see Jake Fromm ever being able no, to. He will so. never. Not because he can't do it. He's doing. He doesn't it. need yeah, to do. It. He doesn't have to do it. There's no. Right. There's no reason to. So, let me let me just get into my math machine here because all odds basically are mathematics, and that's it. So the. The um, for Alabama to win the national championship uh, at a plus two twenty five, it's curious always to see where those goes. That's an implied probability of about thirty one percent. Clemson at five fifty would be a little about half, fifteen point three eight percent, and then you go Ohio State at seven fifty. Ohio State and Georgia obviously going to be very close to one another. Eleven. Uh, not almost twelve percent for um, the uh, Buckeyes and for Georgia eleven percent. So for Georgia and uh, Ohio State, they've got about a one in eight chance to win the national championship. And for Alabama, it's about one in three. Clemson, what was Clemson again? Sixteen percent. So that would be. Are these odds developed to try to attract bets? Yeah. Here you go. Go ahead. I was just going to tell a quick little anecdote about my boy Jack from Saturday. Uh, it's the horse that shifted from 30 to 1 to 5 to 1 overnight mm-hmm. the day before the race. And that we were like, what is going on? Because this horse did not have the pedigree of, say, Justify for him to push to be the, the favorite to win the race. Uh, but the, the deal on my, my boy Jack is, do you know how many people have a boy named Jack? Oh, and you know, that's what you know, said. Do you know how many people bet based on things like that? That's so, all that was. So this is, I mean, I'm going to go through just the four that we're talking about here. 
So I think that Alabama at 225. That's a justify. I, I think they are the front runner. I don't know that they're better than they were last year, but that's okay. They This is only about 2018. I think they're the front runner, and people like to bet on the front runner. They've won half of the last 10 or so, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Clemson, I think, I mean, they won one of the, they've won half of the last two years. Uh, they're proven. They're proven. I'm sorry. They're a proven program. They, ha- they well, they have the easiest path. So always. So they don't. I mean, I'm trying to see the next ACC team. It's Miami at three thousand. So mm. that's a long way. And Oklahoma, by the way, has a pretty, you know, not the most difficult path either. Ohio State at seven fifty. Now, Ohio State, there in the same division with Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan. So they have a rough path. They have as rough a path, if not more rough path, than anybody in college football. I mean, I got to say, I think that division is probably a little better than the SEC West right now because LSU is, you know, okay, et cetera. Now, Georgia has the easiest path to get to the SEC championship game. And much like Alabama, they have to deal with one another. So at 800, um, 1 to 800, I guess you could say, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia, I, it's hard for me to see that all four of those teams will get there. Am I, am I wrong? No, I don't think that's wrong. I mean, particularly Georgia and Alabama because they got to play each other. You know? Right. I mean, is the loser of the SEC championship game really going to play in the playoffs? Sure. I mean, can you can you really see that happening? No, because the winner would be going ahead and moving on, and I think people would, unlike last year, I think yeah. where it was advantageous for Alabama to not play in it, yep. to get in. Uh, I don't see a scenario where people could be could be talked into agreeing to a rematch. I mean, the best case scenario for the runner up would have to be, you would imagine, fourth. Now, if you're talking about Last second, like for instance, if the championship game this past year were the SEC championship game, would you leave Georgia out of the playoff? Well, in that circumstance, you know, if Alabama were going, you know, who got left out? Ohio State. See, I, I, I just don't think Georgia would get in. I just, I just don't. I don't think now Clemson's won the conference three years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So. At some stage, they won't win the conference. Can they get in without it? Because they're not playing. They're not playing Auburn this year. So they kind of they see. To me, we've seen now Ohio State and Alabama get the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if it was right or not, but they've both gotten into the playoff without winning their divisions. Mm-hmm. Can can we really can we say that about Clemson? I, I think it's pretty close. I did think there was some movement last year, though, to try to say that it helped Alabama to get in as a four that didn't win the division because of the SEC. But I do think that everybody that has that talks about these things has, has done the best they can to bridge the gap between the other conferences and the SEC, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meaning that you could get an Ohio State in, and they have been in the past. Uh, or even an ACC team. I think there was a lot of. I think the ACC is trying. It's trying to to, to become part of this discussion what do you, to help do you, itself in these scenarios. How do you mean? 
I mean, it has gotten better. I mean, Miami. It has gotten. Good. It's gotten better, but I mean, Florida State was pretty bad last year. They were, and Louisville has disappointed now for a couple seasons. Yeah. Uh, they had one of the greatest players in college football history, as I've proclaimed on this podcast at one time. Well, and he, he is. I don't know why we have to keep going through this. I know, but it, they didn't really cash out on it. Oh, they so. certainly didn't. Yeah, they certainly did not. But if you take the whole of all that, if you say, well, there's Lamar Jackson out there and can't even, you know, the, the best they can do is what whatever bowl they made, then that, that eventually becomes an argument for how strong the conference is. Bradley Chubb at, at, at NC State, some of these other schools, that I think that they have somewhat raised their profile. And I, I don't think that anybody's mistaken yeah, the South, SEC. Yeah, South Carolina beat NC State. I mean, it's... it's, it's I know. I, look, the ACC is probably the... It's, it's not the second best conference. Um, I would say it's probably the third, I guess. I mean, it's better. isn't it better than the Big 12? Yes. Okay, so I would say it's the third best, but the Big 10 and the SEC, I think, are notably better. Notably better. Just Alabama, Georgia, and, and, and Auburn alone, I think, are just the same way Ohio State right now, Penn State... And Michigan, and if you want to take one of those three out and add Michigan State in, or Wisconsin, I mean, there's plenty to be said for the Big Ten too. But programs like LSU, Miami, Florida State, Texas, the Gators, they can't just drop off the face of the earth, and that that's what's been happening lately. I mean, schools like Mississippi State have become nine and ten win season folks. And you've got, you know, Miami for a long time, just, just my, they've just not even been relevant in the ACC for 10 years. I mean, suddenly Mark goes down there and makes them what they should be, which is at least competitive on a, on a big level. But they just were just bad. I mean, Arkansas is bad. Uh, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. I mean, there's just been, it's been a, ACC was really very top heavy, needless to say. I mean, it was just Clemson, basically. I mean, Miami, you know, Miami had a good season, but the close was horrible. I mean, that, the, they were not competitive with Clemson, which was not surprising. And just to lose to Pittsburgh, what, what happens, what happens in the ACC that you have such strange losses? Can you explain that to me? I can't. I mean, normally I would say any conference, you can lose a conference game. But not some of the games that happen. Like, Pittsburgh should not beat Miami. Maybe Sarah, Clemson. Didn't Sarah, they beat Clemson two years ago? Well, I was getting to Clemson. Because Clemson's very mysterious. But at least Clemson handles its business, for the most part, uh, in, in most games. But yes, I mean, they had last year that Pitt lo- or the Clemson loss to, who was it? Syracuse. Syracuse was four and eight, bro. Like Georgia and Alabama don't lose those games right now. I mean, do you remember the Gators? Did they ever? Yeah, they lost to Ole Miss that one time. That was weird. But it seems like in the ACC, it's constant. Florida State just randomly losing weird games. I mean, it's strange. I'm trying to come up with a hypothesis that you won't be dismissive of right now. Go for it. Find it. Well, I do think in Alabama's case, and Georgia's built their platform the same way, it is obviously it's very difficult to beat them because right. of the overwhelming talent. But again, I come back to the reason why they can't get a quarterback to win the Heisman is their style of play. If 
if they are if they're going to have talent they have to make so many mistakes for you to beat them. Um, the only way they can lose is when they finally meet like an Ohio State or a Georgia that m- matches them in talent, and then it goes iron on iron, and then it comes down, in the most cases, to one or two plays. Um, but for the most part, Alabama just runs right through people. It is a very efficient, and a, it's actually a very conservative, yeah. yet effective way to win. I mean, you really have to... Like those Ole Miss games where they literally were giving them the ball is how they lost. Well, you know, when Ole Miss had a very dynamic quarterback who seemed to play well against against Ole Miss against Alabama during those times too. I mean, they, they, they didn't. They're not losing to bad quarterbacks, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, they've only lost to what like Johnny Manziel, Deshaun Watson, you know, and whoever Ole Miss Sidham. had out there. Sidham. Yeah, Kelly Bryant. I mean. I, not Kelly Bryant, Chad Moore. What was the guy's name? Well, maybe. Hey, I'm not saying that this is that this is correct, Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly, sorry. I'm not saying that this is correct. I, like I said, I just came up with it as a hypothesis I made up right now. But uh, maybe if you do play with a spread or a certain whatever, and you're predicated on passing a little more, if you're having an off day in that range, yeah, you can't do. I, I think an I, I think an off day in the spread is much worse than an off day, and I'm going to hand the ball off to three five star running backs all day. So see, that's the only wor- so. So that's what I would be concerned about if I were, you know, Ohio State, Clemson. Who else sort of does that? I get, and does A and M do that anymore? I guess they might not. I mean, but, Oklahoma last year yeah. could, could make the case for that being they finally they they ran into a, a, a more efficient team. Well, they lost to Iowa State, did they not? Well, that helps maybe bolster my argument that, that they have a high ceiling but also a, a lower floor than maybe in Alabama and Georgia. You know, like State. when Georgia lost in 20, when that, that good Georgia team in 2012, they they didn't lose a bad game. They got their ass whipped by a, a top, whatever they were, South Carolina, top 10, top 5 South Carolina team. That, that was a good South Carolina team. And um, yeah, it's just I'm just trying to remember the last time the SEC, you know, champion or participants just kind of laid a turd. I mean, you look at you look at a home loss to Iowa State, and that's just strange. It's it's just strange. Um, Iowa State was eight and five last year. Oklahoma and Oklahoma was really good for the record. I mean, they they did, but what I think you know. That's the that's the concern when you're a spread team. Now the issue is when you're a um, a power team like Georgia and Alabama. When it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Period. It doesn't work at all. And you saw, and that's anything in sports, I guess. But I would rather be. I would rather have the ability to um, to just use a bulldozer if you can because. There's no confusion about a bulldozer. It just goes straight forward and moves the earth. Whereas the spread, when you have Cam Newton as your guy, who's some other successful uh, Tim Tebow, right? I mean, that was the spread, was it not? Yeah. Those two guys were running quarterbacks in college. They were very successful. And I'm just trying to think of other, I mean, for the, for the most part, other than that, you can't dismiss the spread, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's I mean, you can't, it, it, it can be very, very good, but, I mean, shit, man. You watch Georgia when they're doing what they need to do offensively. They don't need to. They explode on the damn ground. They're just going to run all over you. 
Well, it's, there's a reason why things are run in the NFL the way they're run. There, there's a reason why teams like Alabama are so successful and, and they r- run what they run. I mean, let me let me put it to you this way, and let me just quickly do the math here. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, uh, six. There were only three times last season in the regular, well, and before the playoff, that Georgia didn't win a game by twenty-one points. Fletcher, Notre Dame. Uh, South Carolina, and the loss to Auburn. That's it. All, right. the rest, all the rest of the games were total blowouts. And some people would argue with you that the uh, South Carolina game was was that, that, that was a fight, though. I mean, it was ug- it was ugly. I mean, that was, was... that was a fight. South South Carolina, man. I tell you what, if they <laughs> if they weren't dealing with Clemson and Georgia, people would take them. I mean, they would have a better national reputation but i think they're kind of stuck it seems like right now they're in the one spot that's just not ideal i mean they they were second in the east it's just one of the best south carolina teams they've had in some time man two of their losses were to top four teams mm-hmm. and then you have that curious loss to kentucky what what I'm they, gonna use horse racing again. They, it, they can't help it though. Well, when you have a when you have a horse like Justify, you you really it takes more to lose than it does to win. Now I know getting tw- when you're racing twenty horses and you're going a mi- you know a mile and a quarter at this time of the year, it's very difficult. So it's not that simple. But a horse with his talent, you'd have to have a bad break out of the gate. You'd have to maybe have something happen around you. Uh, you'd have to have another horse run the race of his life. I mean, that's the kind of things that people were saying before and after the Kentucky Derby this year. That's the only way this horse is going to lose. It's, is that is, so? Can and you can you say? And that's the same. Say, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, is that the way you look at Georgia in the East? That's the way I look at Georgia in the East, especially. Please don't uh, say Alabama in the West. They have a more they have a more complicated no. situation. Alabama has a more complicated situation because a they have a better in-state rival. Right. They have a better top-to-bottom division. But really, even at the end, you still have to say: Does Auburn have more talent than Alabama? N- no. Where's the game? Where's the game being played? Well, that matters. And this, that, and so forth. That's how you start. Okay, is Alabama going to have more than one turnover? Uh, is there that, be a you know what, bro? Let me let me just tell you one thing. You know, I've been going through and doing a database of every single Georgia game. I've only gone backwards from about five years so far, and winning the turnover battle margin it does matter, but only typically when it's really lopsided. Like if you're down one in the turnover game, that doesn't really matter. That's, that's why I said more than one. Some, sometimes two isn't really that big of a deal, but when you're Georgia and you turn the ball over four times against Missouri in 2013, you're going to lose, and they did. Right. Even though they might have been the better team that day, they, they lost. Anyway. Well, I hate to take all the emotion out of it because that's what sports is all about, but it really is a black and white case for how are you going to get Capone. Um, 
so if if it's if it's not if you don't have the talent and you maybe you're not hosting and and this team doesn't turn the ball over more than once and you can't figure out a way to manufacture points via special teams mm-hmm. or or a defensive score or something like that you're going to lose. I mean, that's really it. I mean, if, 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 that's about it. I mean, or maybe you have a dynamic generational quarterback like Johnny Manziel or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Other than that, Cam Newton, other than that, um, it's very difficult. And it, it really takes the – there's – It's hard for them to lose. Hard to lose. It's hard to lose. It's hard for them to lose. Now, with that said – you know, when you y'all can hear me scrolling in the background, and one thing that's popping into my mind right now that has nothing to do with our conversation is how can South Carolina have a capacity of eighty something thousand people for Williams Bryce Stadium, and yet their attendance is consistently or several times a year over eighty thousand? That's strange to me. That you know that you would have a capacity of eighty thousand two hundred fifty, and like. I don't know. That's that's odd. Is capacity capacity or not? I guess it isn't. Uh, you know, like they had eighty four thousand people watch the Georgia game uh, in two thousand fourteen, last non hurricane game there. That's weird. I mean, like that's. I don't know. Is it capacity? Really, or? We really got to crack down on these people. Is we it really capacity can... or not? But um, it starts with spring game listings. The fraud begins <laughs> early in the year. Well, does the fire department really matter in these, in like in Columbia, or did Sherman burn the whole place down? One, you know, and that was kind of it. Well, we got our Civil War reference. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta dig the. I gotta dig in anytime I can. I, it is going to be hard for Alabama to not win most games they play. But with that said, um, the. There, I think there are two teams that can catch them in the next half decade, which are uh, Ohio State and Georgia. Probably, probably more Georgia than Ohio State by a little, but not. I think the reason I say that is because if you look at the recruiting, there's three schools that have really set themselves apart. It's Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. And what they've done is cultivate top 100 talent in a way that. Florida State, Oklahoma, Clemson, USC, the second top tier, they have not done it quite the same way. We thought USC was getting there. Um, and to some degree, I thought that Florida State was getting there. But uh, and Clemson has had issues with um, availability. They've, they've not been able to sign a full class in God knows how long. So that all that hurts. But um, Ohio State and Georgia, number one, Ohio State doesn't have to deal with Alabama. So that's their, that's the, to a positive for them. Georgia and Ohio State have done such an exceptional job recruiting at the top 100 level um, that it is inevitable that the talent will be on the field to defeat Alabama and or whoever, you know, or Ohio State defeat Georgia and vice versa. We saw how far away Clemson was from Alabama this past year. I mean, it wasn't close. That game was a physical, you know, beating. We saw that Auburn can get hot, but they can also lose physical games. I mean, the way they lost to um, the way they lost to Georgia in the championship game that was 
that was bad. The way they lost to uh, LSU, um, you know, that wasn't a blowout, but they lost a physical game. Um, I, I just don't think that that Alabama, that Auburn, over the next half decade, will be able to do, you know, what's needed to be done. Lest we forget, had Gus Miles gotten fired, uh, lose to Georgia in that first game, they probably would have canned him. That was definitely the feel before that game. That game. So I, I think that the physicality Gus, matters. Well, Gus Miles on. Um, Is that who I said? Did I say his name wrong? You said Gus Miles, but I, you know, I, I knew who you were talking Very about. Very similar coaches. They both won national. Or they both played for national championships and won the conference. But they have these, you know, disappointing times. It's it's tough to be really successful head coach, man. Gus Malzahn said, start your engines at Talladega, and it was not good. He did not do a good job with that. I think last year, when you're talking about physicality, you know, they played, they had to play Arkansas, Texas A&M, Georgia, Clemson. UL Monroe. Clemson. You're talking about Auburn. I know. They had to play Clemson, too. Hold on. Alabama, Georgia, that's all in a row. Okay. Mm-hmm. LSU, that started with LSU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And by the time they got to Georgia – they didn't even have a running back that was healthy. And I don't even count that UCF game. Who cares about both games that aren't in the playoff? But good for UCF. That's a good win for them, but it's a nothing loss to Auburn. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I, that's why I think for Georgia, I mean, that they they certainly don't have that. Again, that comes back to your division helping you out. Unfortunately, they have to, they have to worry about somebody getting hurt with a cut block there in late November. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to let that go. I mean, it, that's, a, that's facts are facts. Yeah. But for Auburn, I think last year, and in, in the end, it certainly didn't help Alabama to miss the SEC title game because that put them in jeopardy of not making the playoff. But after the fact, you can say huge advantage for them to not, have to, to not have to take that route. Uh, because it, it, let's say Auburn, well, you get a little bit of downtime after that game. I just don't think that. Auburn really stood much of a chance against Georgia in that rematch just because they were so destroyed after that Alabama game. It didn't help them. It didn't right. it didn't help them. And the other thing too that we're kind of glossing over is that the atmosphere of that game was completely different than at Auburn. Right. I mean Georgia, right. Auburn has had a tough time winning in Athens lately. Now maybe they do it this year. We can't, you know, we can't know. But um and that's another low-key advantage. Again, you start trying to figure out these little ins and outs of, like, how can this actually be possible? Such an advantage for Georgia every oh, year yeah. to get to play in Atlanta for the title. Um, it's such an advantage that after a couple more years of this, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody offers the idea of rotating that puppy. That's right. Well, I believe it's through 2025, so that's still oh, – okay. Yeah, I believe the uh, SEC contract for the Dome um, uh, is through 2025. I'm not sure. Let me uh, see that. I remember in, um, let's see, 2026, excuse me, I misspoke. Uh, I remember in 2004 or 5 or whenever it was when Georgia had played there three years out of five, there was you started hearing the sort of chirping. Hey, this isn't very fair for you know everybody else that Georgia's getting to play in Atlanta. Um, I, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Where are you going to play it? 
in Dallas. You could play it in Dallas. You could play it in Houston. You could play it in theory in Nashville, although that would be a disaster. You could play it in Jacksonville. Um, you're telling me you're telling me that a program that goes to Jacksonville every single year and brings forty two thousand people to that game wouldn't bring forty two thousand people to Nashville for the SEC championship game? Boy, Nashville, that traffic there would be so bad. Dude, could you imagine how nasty the weather would be in Nashville in oh. uh, in in December? I mean, I'm, that Nashville oh. couldn't handle it, and Nashville couldn't handle that game. The travel, their traffic would it would just it'd be miserable. Everybody love what's so great about Nashville. Well, easy now. No, I'm you just need, you need to think about what you're saying. I have thought about it. I'm, I'm well, just sitting there going, "What's so great about Nashville?" No, I'm, I've asked you the question. Why does everybody like the Nashville Predators? Well, there's, I mean, it's what's it's really what's so great about Nashville. I'm a fan country of country music. Country music sucks right now, dude. Come on. Yeah, but see, I saw Tom Petty in Nashville twice. That so there's, make, there's, I mean, I've seen. Dave Matthews in Charlotte. I mean, that doesn't make Charlotte a great town. I'm asking you, what's so great about Nashville? I think it's great because they're, they're, it's not just the country music. It's a, it's a certainly. I think that getting the Titans completely changed Nashville, and it, I think it's helped in terms of sports. But it's a really diverse city in the South, and they tr- they they need to update. Their public transportation and road <laughs> system. They just voted that to accommodate the interest. I believe they just voted down the transit, if I'm not mistaken. Also, the bars stay open later okay. by a couple hours than most cities. That, that that weighs in. I just think it's a fun. It's fun. I'm just kind of. I'm over this whole, you know, like, I, I, the word that keeps popping into my head is artisan. Like. Everybody's like, like it's so culturally so great in Nashville and all this stuff. Shut, shut up. Like that's the only place with food. I mean, give me a break. Everybody has food. Baton Rouge, New Orleans. I mean, shoot, Birmingham has food. It ain't great, but it's there. And you know, so I mean, like, what is so great about Nashville? I agree with you that the traffic is brutal. I, I, I don't think Charleston. Nashville. People talk about Charleston like it's the second coast. Charleston's not that great. It stinks like hell down there. Damn, dude, you are just shitting all over the south. Dude, uh, no, no. What's so great about Charleston? I mean, it's different. You know, it's got a. It's certainly it's, different. There's no question about that. It's not Savannah. That's true. Those two have a lot in common. I would say they're very similar. They're these old, you know, cities on the on the coast, but. Everybody just loves Charleston. Like, what? It smells. It smells, bro. It's not good. Well, see, I'm no critic. Now, I do believe, I think that the SEC football championship game should be in Atlanta all the time. So that's not really a discussion given the contracts you've laid out. And then I, I do think that the SEC basketball tournament should be in Nashville every year. Um, I was out there in St. Louis this past season. It didn't bother me because I don't care. I like going everywhere. I like to travel. I like the hotel points. I appreciate it. Hilton all the way. But it did not make sense to be in St. Louis. Well, St. Louis isn't that great either, right? I mean, but, no, but, but, no, but nobody, nobody talks about St. Louis like it's so great. You know? Yeah, I mean, I could take it or leave it. Right. It's just, it's all an expense report to me. Do you like I, Charlotte? 
uh, Charlotte's fine. You know, every time I get to Charlotte, I get to see my man David Hill. <laughs> I don't remember much. See, of Charlotte. see everybody, everybody <laughs> shits all over Atlanta. I know, traffic is so bad. Bitch, have you ever been to Nashville or, 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 or Charlotte, no, Charleston? I mean, I, and there's bad traffic. is horrible everywhere. Columbia, South Carolina is awful, awful. You know, see, Atlanta's not really my thing because I, you know, I've been there, done that with Atlanta. Yeah, because you're not Atlanta, Georgia. So there's very, there's two very simple. There's two Georgias. There's yep. you're from Atlanta or you're not from Atlanta. And I'm just, you know. Man, is Nashville hot chicken? I mean, come on, dude. The hot chicken is good. No, it's it's just a bunch of cayenne pepper, bro. It's not that hard. I like cayenne pepper. Okay, so just I mean, like that's a thing now. You just throw cayenne all over everything. Here's our some hot broccoli. <laughs> no, man, I'm still not we're gonna find we're gonna find you broccoli. We need a top ten list of cities that you. Do not want to go to. We got Nashville, Charleston. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Jacksonville. See, you're you're conflating. See, I see you people in the media and how you do. I said, what's so great about Nashville? What's so great about Nashville? Charleston. What's so great about Charleston? I'm like it's it's okay. I mean, it's fine. Man, I tell you what, though, I man, you try to get on, you try to get on that damn expressway. Going from um, Mount Pleasant to the other side, you can you can forget it. Ball game. Now, you know, and we will have to rank cities one of these days. Yeah, that's I, your I, homework I, assignment I, for this I, week. I think, I think New Orleans is a little overrated myself, too. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. No, I, I, see, I like no. Vegas. No, I like Vegas. Oh, that's what's wrong with you. I like New York City. You, you're in the simulation. Simulation? You're not real. You don't want it real. What does that mean? Vegas is all about perception and no, all this. No, no, you you bought Vegas, into it. Vegas is fun. You ain't in freedom, dude. You're, you're scared of freedom. What? You're paralyzed. This is coming by from a guy who goes to the Indian casinos. I mean, come on, man. You don't, no, like, you don't like Las Vegas. Not, oh, hey, listen, I'll let you talk about Charleston and Nashville, but New Orleans, come on now. I've only been there once, so. It's okay, uh, man. It ain't. Uh, the food was amazing. Here's the problem with all these places that are so and and, and Asheville, you're gonna get it too. No, don't talk bad about Asheville. Asheville is just a hippie paradise, dude. It it's, is it's the no, Portland of the South. Yeah, I, I swear to God, you know what I'm gonna do the next time I go? I need oh you to get me a Trump shirt and let me wear it all around uh, Nash, uh, Asheville. I don't just, think anybody will bother you because people just, probably no, know. Are you joking, dude? Yeah, they'll, okay. they'll think it's an ironic uh, thing. That's what they would think. Because everything in these towns is ironic. Even the barbecue. Please don't tell me there's barbecue in Asheville. There's barbecue in Nashville. I know that. It's okay. I bet you there is barbecue in Asheville. I'm going to go find it. I bet you it is too, and I bet you it ain't great. I've learned a lot today about you. We still have to do either or. Now listen, when you ask me the questions, I'm going to answer them, and then you, and then you answer them. Oh, well, I get to answer now. Oh, don't make me ask you each time. I bet everybody out there in listener land is like, they want to know your answers too, Dean, and they don't want to have to hear me let ask me every you, time. Let me, ask, let, me ask, let me ask you this before we get to either or, all right? Mm -hmm. Where's the best place that you've eaten with me? Uh, Chili's in no, Gainesville, Georgia. The real, the real best place. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Hmm. That's a good question. I have to get. I have to get back to you on that. Why? Where? Can you think where of the think? worst place? I know the worst place we've ever eaten together is that place in. Kentucky. See now that didn't bother me. That buffet dude, that, that everybody awful, hated dude. on the on the way on the way back from Kentucky, oh, uh, the football game in twenty fourteen. That's right. Somebody was being selfish. Wasn't me. Oh, bitch! Are you? <laughs> See, I think that you you're accustomed. Like I said, you're accustomed to Las Vegas. No, no, I'm not accustomed to Las Vegas. You're accustomed, but you're accustomed to that style, that simulation. What are you talking about? I said I like Las Vegas. I do not like Los Angeles. I think that's a telling so comment. You, no, no, it's not. It's if you don't like Las Vegas, what's wrong with you? No, I like it, but I understand what it is. I, so do I. I you grew up in Atlanta. That's I right. did not. Yeah, no doubt about that. I've gone to all-you-can-eat buffets. I'm not so appalled. I think that you guys made up your mind whenever you realized that we'd walked into an all-you-can-eat buffet. It was awful. And, and it, it shocked you because you, you're from a different cut, man. You're used to living higher on the hog. One, one of the best places I ever took you to eat is was a buffet joint. Which one was that? Matthew's Cafeteria in Tucker. See, that's some more of your... Inherent biases. You well, grew up eating at that place, so no, you I didn't. Well, I didn't grow up eating there. We ate there occasionally. Well, that's that's we what I'm saying. We couldn't afford Matthew's cafeteria. See, then you time. elevated it. You, it's nostalgic. Everybody looks back. See, this is this is the Fletcher that I have to deal with that people don't know. See, this is no. the this is the pacing around in the hotel room Fletcher that I got to deal with occasionally. He's, he's got to just project true. his craziness onto me with his. Fraggle Rock hair. No, your rigidness is what I'm having to deal with. I just don't think we got to celebrate Nashville so much. Like, it's like the greatest place on earth. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Ask me no, I've been, we've been in Nashville. How many times have you been in Nashville? A lot. Yeah. Oh, that didn't sound so positive. Because I get Nashville because I, I do Vanderbilt yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah. I've done Georgia and then the SEC tournament. I bet, you, America. I mean, I bet uh, you I've been to Nashville 50 times. Maybe 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 just 30, whatever it is. It's fine. I got SEC media days were in oh. Nashville last year. I went to Nashville like four times last year. Oh, my God. All right, get to these questions. All right, here we go. Can you answer them too? Either or starts. You hear the music, boy. I paid for this music. But by the way... Well, anyway, it's sponsored a paper. This music. These are very, yeah. I'm working on that. You've got Nike or Adidas. I'm Adidas now. See, I grew up a Nike guy all my life, from birth till a few years ago. But I'm rocking Adidas. I'm wearing Adidas right now, and I think Adidas is the way of the future. It's a terrible answer. I like. Uh, I've got Nike now. I, now here's here's. Here's the thing about Nike. This do people? You think people know that they uh, have uh, absorbed Converse? They purchased Converse. Did you, were you aware of that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. What? Well, you don't know. You know what? I mean, Converse couldn't keep up. No, I know, but they purchased, they acquired it. Anytime someone's got Chucks on, those are mm -hmm. Nikes. Wow, isn't that amazing? Who bought Reebok? Dude, I don't know. I think they're still around. Aren't they their own thing? Or No, Adidas bought them, didn't they? There you go. We got ourselves a, a nice little arms race going. And you don't think Under Armour can compete? Nope. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I think you doubt them at your, uh, your own peril. 
Uh, last one. This is a quick one. These are quick. Oh, you got two? All right. Yeah. Question number one. The end. No, no, we're doing two. All right. You better know the answer to this. Okay. Do you have Dr. No or Diamonds Are Forever? Man, will you ask him James Bond questions? That's what you perceive it as. Go ahead. <sighs> Man. Diamonds are forever. I think that the correct answer is Dr. No. Diamonds are forever is overrated. Oh boy. I can't I can't believe you did that right there. <laughs> I bet you I bet you a hundred dollars. I cannot believe Doctor, you just said No, that. no, no, no. For the people out there wondering, I bet you a hundred dollars that Dr. No is at least 20 points higher at Rotten Tomatoes than Diamonds Are well, Forever. We can go look at it right now, boy. I'm just saying yeah. that I I know that you you probably saw Diamonds Are Forever on when you were an eight-year-old on a Sunday afternoon after, crazy? You went Matt, after you went to Matthew's Cafeteria, and you remember that it was good. First of all, it wasn't. Do, That's do, good. It's good, but it ain't that good. Dr. Doctor no has a rating of 96. No, there you go. Okay. Let's see you, what let's see what diamonds let's see what diamonds are forever. It's a where is this? It's, uh, it's overrated. I'm telling you, diamonds are forever is overrated. I, I think it's I like sixty seven. Uh, how you feel now, boy? Well, I, I haven't answered, so oh, okay. it doesn't really matter how I feel. You know what? I'm not even going to answer because you're just being so damn difficult today. You got your panties in a wad about Nashville. Somebody's got to defend. You know these. what's a you know what's a sort of a more pleasant place than Nashville? I'm gonna say it, Chattanooga. It's a lot smaller. They're totally different. I know they are. Chattanooga has an elite aquarium. It sure do. And it's on the Google Grid. I don't know what that means. Oh, that means they've got the. Uh, it's all Google high speed Google. deal. Yeah. Yes. Chattanooga is also home to David Pascal. That's correct. A very great reporter and man who graduated from Auburn. So there are those out there. He's like a unicorn. <laughs> it's Wait a been, second now. Here's, here's my Auburn unicorns. Uh, David Chee. Oh, my God. Former uh, editor of the paper in Athens. Uh, ben Beatty, who used to work for Claude Felton. That's right. Now the SEC. And David Pascal. Love those. Those are my Auburn. Is this? That's the trio, man. That's right. That's a that's a good group. Last time I saw Ben, I believe, was in Nashville. Know, so there you man. go. Maybe that's why I associate the SEC with Nashville, and so I just get so tired of it being there, man. Listen, listen, man. Oh, God. Chattanooga is a fine city. It's now, a great they got, place. They got some traffic issues themselves. They do, but you could take your kids there. It's fun. It's a really easy in and out. I think in terms of you know, if you wanted to take a quick weekend, do some things there. But don't go around telling people that Chattanooga is better, better than Nashville. That's not what I said. Or I may have said that, but that's not. Well, why, why does it matter? It's my opinion. Why are you projecting on me right now? I just think that people are going to start hearing these opinions and form their opinion about you, and it's not going to be good. Listen, here's, here's, I'm a very simple person. DeKalb County, <laughs> DeKalb County is greater than Gwinnett, Cobb, Fulton. At least Fulton, there's kind of our brothers in arms with these you, all you people in Cobb and Gwinnett and Forsyth. Like, 
the alligator hunter, uh, Matt DeBerry. Hawassi is better than uh, Young Harris, which is a known fact. You got something to say now? Nope. Because people that really know what's up would never say that. Yeah, dude. You're, you're living in a fantasy land. A complete fantasy land. That's all I got to well, say. I, I, go ahead. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got to talk to me again. I'm glad that the people got to hear the truth. So, I'm glad. I'm glad you finally picked up on Skype. I was getting a little concerned. For the next week, your assignment is to come up with the five most overrated cities that we visit uh, in the South, and we can we can this, relitigate. Now, this does, does does Macon get to? <laughs> can we Macon? Put, Macon's we, not on the list. <laughs> That's just a blip on 75, baby. God. I'm just going to run down every single town I've ever been to. That's what we're going to do. It's All been, right. Goodbye, Dean. Pretty good. Hey, until next week, Fletcher, keep the elephants off your back. And we'll, we'll see you next week on next week's edition of the Roundtable.